0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on July the 13th, 2014. I hope you're succeeding to adapt to all the new normals which have been put into place over the last few years. Actually, it's been a lot longer. We're always getting new normals as the masters who plan the future uh, decide to train us into acceptance of things which we used to did not accept basically from massive weather, precise weather modification which is daily today. Uh, some areas are destined for famine, other places are de- destined for massive floods and we see this especially in Canada and Ontario where even uh, Saskatchewan and different places Ontario have had floods and so on. Massive downpours which ties in with us being, especially where I'm living here, up uh, towards Sudbury, you find that uh, we're on a jet stream, and it loops right where I am. comes up through the uh, Chicago area, and it, it, uh, it loops right where I am. And in all the documentation about uh, geoengineering, as I like to call it, they talk about using the jet streams, and um, loading doses are put in it where it loops, and therefore they get heavy weather modification. That's where I am. Lots of rain here. In the winter now, it's masses of snow, more snow than we used to get. And that's the new normal, and I accept that will be the, the way for the rest of my life here. If I stay, of course, I don't really want to, because you get me one good sunny day now out of five, if you're lucky. But anyway, in other parts of the, the, the U.S., they're getting massive droughts. So these areas, of course, will encourage mass evacuations, over many years as people move out of them. And years and years ago, they talked about how to get populations to move out for sustainability. Today it's Millennium Project, Agenda 21, many new names for it, Smart Growth, etc. cetera. It's all the same thing. And the reason to give them so many names is to confuse you when you start to learn uh, the one major name, they actually change them quite, uh, quite commonly and uh, quite often. So we're trained to adapt to changes. And people will come to decisions, most folk, about even moving out of areas when it gets too bad, too much drought, too much wet, whatever, too many mosquitoes where I am because of the incredible amounts of rain, water. And you'll find that people will gradually adapt and simply move and subconsciously they don't even know they're adapting or they just know that things are, are, are bad and they want to move. That's how it's done. A long time ago, back in the 50s even, they talked about how they would get people to move out of the concentrated areas or even massive rural areas. The United Nations has written about it, too. They said in the future only the very, very wealthy, only a few very, very wealthy people will eventually live in the country. Uh, the rest will be concentrated into selected big city-states, basically. And that's where they're pushing off this. And way back then, a long time ago, they talked about either burning them out in different methods of doing it, or even diverting water supplies in the dry areas so that they'd have to move... They can always do it, but today, of course, it's done by the the fantastically well-engineered uh, and improved weather modification, which is a daily ritual up where I am. I watch them doing it every day, especially in the mornings. It's interesting to watch them, but they, they've got rather callous now, and they do it all all the time, even throughout the whole day. And at night as well. And if you get, if ever see a full moon once in a while, you'll see them doing it under the, under the moon as well at night time. So this is the massive project to alter the climate, which is done awfully successfully. As I said, the drier areas will get more and more drought uh, as they withhold the rain. And they can remember too, they emitted in all the Harp projects. And there's many different stations of Harp across the world today. Uh, they can alter the jet stream's directions and take uh, clouds and so on away from your area quite easily and even bring the jet stream right down to the ground level which it never did in nature before. So we're living in a high-tech scientific uh, manipulative society and the folk don't really, really know what's happening and they will never know because the mainstream will never ever come out and tell them what's really going on. That's not what it's there for. But folk never clue into that. They're addicted to what they think is information. And they tune into their, their mainstream news every day to get the latest updates on wars, etc., etc., the economy, and Dow Jones, which makes no sense to anybody. And that's, that's what the world, world consists of. But anyway, you're getting trained into austerity, as I said many years ago. That was the agenda, the post-consumer society, because the big think tanks, which worked for the big boys, and still do, so many of them uh, published their their findings a long time ago, still do publish updates on them to to see how we're adapting and they have all the statistics to prove what they're talking about, etc. Masses of information they have today at their fingertips, at the the keyboard, and they, they talk and discuss and debate how it falls in with their plans, is it working properly, how can they improve their plans, get us to accept more quickly or adapt more quickly, and the mainstream again takes those suggestions and psychologically indoctrinates us into going along with things. Remember that the World Trade Organization was set up a long time ago to, 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 to really bring in a global society run in a scientific manner to benefit the few at the top that finance everything. Uh, and who your taxes all go to to pay off debts, etc. So nothing has really changed in that respect, but there's a massive scientific elite underneath them which makes it all come into being on behalf of those who rule over them, and it's working awfully well. You're being trained into austerity. Your food is up on the global market today and uh, it's, it's going to be expensive to get good protein in the future, except for the awful GMO soya stuff and nonsense that uh, sterilize you and give you cancers and all the rest of it. That's just the, the truth of it. It's not, I'm not giving you bad news. I don't dwell on these things and, and get terrified and about them. I simply accept what the big boys talk about, at the think tanks and the big foundations, and know they will implement them, and that's basically it. Uh, you're living what in a football match. You're the spectators. And spectators at a football match come away either feeling good or sad, depending on who won, But team won. But in this game, of course, there's no point complaining about it, just bitching about it, because there's only one side with an agenda, and the other team has no agenda at all. The other team really is you. And you complain and you bitch, but you, have, you feel powerless. And that's the big problem. When you start organisations up, they're so quickly infiltrated, taken over And before you know it, some of, of them are pushing the same agenda as big boys want Because you, you always use existing crowds or groups, as Bernays said Don't, don't necessarily create new ones uh, Use what's already there, take them over and lead them up the garden path And that's how it's really done The communists, of course, knew Bernays awfully well And uh, he had a lot of connections with all sides, of course and the communists in the USA had many front groups, and they were comprised of already existing organizations. Many of them were Christian organizations, and didn't even know they're all being used. Austerity was planned long before uh, the World Trade Organization, with the, the signatories of all your countries uh, signed on to it. To get, they knew there were going there was going to be a massive austerity of job losses and so on after. They gave all your businesses to China They also knew, and kept it quiet for a long time That your tax money would transport whole factories over there And pay for them setting up in China Your your factories are they're, they're international corporations They'll take money from everywhere, and they do And uh, they're not yours It's interesting to see even uh, American companies that make trucks and things in China And, and elsewhere and they adapt their ads from the American with his stetson on, getting out his big, big truck that pulls a tree out of the ground, etc. Uh, and and the, the, the ad that is, because yeah, it doesn't really happen in reality that easily. But, uh, and how they adapt it to other cultures, is quite funny to watch. They use the same patriotic thing, depending on the country, adapt it to the country, and it sells just the same. So you've got international companies being uh, financed to go abroad to, to China, And sit up there and sell the stuff back to you Even though you've been basically supporting them With corporate welfare taxes and so on For an awful long time So it doesn't really matter But you're always told to support your country Because patriotism is something A very powerful force to use Leaders have known that since ancient times To the present Today it's even better because You're getting constantly bombarded in certain countries With patriotic themes That are snuck into movies and so on and so on and, uh, and people, in the good times, when, it's, when things are better and your currency is worth a few bucks more, and, and purchasing power that is, than as it has today, it's really dropped like crazy, it's still dropping like a stone, then uh, it's easier to be patriotic. And it's only when money really starts to fail in certain countries and things are going sky high and prices that they have to work over time to keep the patriotic angle working. That's why, in the US especially, uh, since they're the main army for the world order uh, and if their tax money pays for it all, they have to try and keep all the movies churned out and the Pentagon's involved in so many fictional movies with all the themes incorporated within it. So uh, don't forget that all information out there, especially funded uh, information through movies, which all get, all, and they all get your tax money to back them up, by the way, if there's politically correct themes in them, uh, that's how you get your propaganda inserted into you, mainly through fiction. Uh, people, when it's given by politicians, they tend to ignore the politicians. they have heard it all before. But in movies, your defenses are down because you're so convinced you're being just entertained. Down come your guards and you're being indoctrinated because you're following the characters in a movie and you're identifying with them. And then the slip in the PC stuff, all the sexual stuff, which constantly uh, has changed as times are changed uh, and you're programmed to go the next step and the next step and the next step. You're awfully successful. And even Bezmanov back in the 1970s, the ex-KGB, Uh, Spy, basically, or operative. Uh, He worked in the cultural change department for foreign countries, especially the US and and some parts of Europe and India. He mentioned that it had been so successful in the 1970s, the the destruction of the old American culture through their their indoctrination, through movies and fiction and so on, that uh, uh, it was almost all over back then. You find, too, that even Brzezinski, Talks about uh, that, uh, and Kissinger too. That how during the the Cold War it's much much easier to get uh, the West, Europe, and uh, the states, etc., on board against the the Cold Cold War. And today it's much much harder. Even the Cold War is over. It's have to do a lot more indoctrination to get them going rah 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 and paying up for all these wars across the Middle East and Asia, etc and the ones still to come. So we're constantly being tampered with and manipulated with and so on. Very few focuses really think through things uh, as to why the things are changing and prices are going up. They simply adapt. They might bitch a little bit and the lower classes are hit first of all, uh, but the lower classes are bombarded with the cheapest uh, entertainment and, and, and they're really addicted to it all. Uh, that uh, that's part of their escape. And in some areas, it's lots of drugs along with that too. And then that's been working awfully well. Remember the boys a long time ago, back in the thirties, even talked about drugging the populations. Big pharma could be involved for the legal drugs that, that would drug them, make them kind of happier. Or, you know, most of the time. And the illegal drugs would do the rest. So it's quite interesting to see the merger of the two of them as they decriminalize uh, various drugs in certain areas of the world and in some of the states in the U.S. too. It's quite funny to watch it. It's all done for a purpose, and the purpose is to make you accept more readily the changes you're going through, because if you can't fight anything or beat anything or change anything, uh, and and you're getting hard up, more and more hard up, you can always have that escapism. And uh, it works awfully well. Been well and truly tried in the past when the US and Britain, especially, actually, it was a clique uh, uh, that ran the US and Britain, uh, dropped all their bales of opium into China in the 1800s and and conquered China that way. Uh, it, It works everywhere, in fact, the same way. I've given many talks on. Techniques that are used on us and propaganda, all kinds of very skillful propaganda is used all the time through all sources of information and media. Uh, governments are, are famous for it, of course, naturally. They have lots of skillful think tanks working for them. They use the experts to put across to you. We're indoctrinated through, through school and universities and all the politically correct updates for to change our behavior. And... Uh, and what our masters see is the beneficent uh, or beneficent nature uh, we're supposed to adopt for the future to make it easier for them to rule over, of course, naturally but also to destroy uh, old culture is that's one of the main goals as well old culture had more rights for the individual uh, the individual would stand up for them in every situation they didn't need a crowd necessarily uh, but that's gradually disappearing as as uh the, they're they're being altered themselves through many different methods and avenues they don't even suspect, but the average person today is assailed by a number of skillful propaganda actions uh, acting upon your your system, and uh, there's new methods of probing and upsetting your your subconscious mind as well, so that you're living in a constant state of tension and fear. ...in many ways, which you're unable to, to dominate anymore, as you used to be able to do it. And it also clouds your thinking ability as well. You've been forced into this game that the masters want you to believe in. And that's what's so important, because up many years ago, I knew when the war started and so on... ...I would avoid even looking at news articles. I knew the overall agenda, the real reasons behind the agendas of war... And I just simply had to read the big masters who were involved financially, uh, who wanted pipelines, things like that. And I didn't have to see uh, uh, or listen. It's like listening to an old football match on the radio. As you get a blow-by-blow account of what's happening, that's all the propaganda you're getting. And uh, I purposely avoided it, Uh, either the radio or... Through mainstream media as well That would all go along with the same propaganda I would avoid it because they would try to interfere With your logical uh, assumption of what's really going on So today it's very hard for you to to avoid that altogether And people will will have their ability for critical thinking overcome And they're dominated by the, the master's method It's working well upon them of course And they live in a constant state of fear Fear is awfully important For rapid change And that's why, especially since 9-11 They've ramped up the whole fear aspect And uh, we never even had that During the Cold War, for instance When you're supposed to be Going to be annihilated at any minute Every day And uh, today it's it's constant fear Constant fear And people are scared of everything, basically The economy Uh, More wars to come the present wars uh, they've got this terrorism, as I mentioned before reading from the Army, um, a documentation on it, their own magazines. they said this war is to last forever. The war on terror will last forever, folks. and it's really upon you to make sure that you go through all the changes uh, that are planned uh, that are already underway, but also the ones that are planned for the future. True, And if you don't comply, you'll be called the terrorist, as you expand the meaning of what a terrorist is. Direct propaganda, I should mention, too, is used in totalitarian states. The state is the only source of propaganda. No one else is allowed into the game. And it doesn't work too well there, because everyone knows there must be other parts of the story or sides to the story. Uh, therefore, they're, they're rather sceptical. But in so-called democracies, uh, groups can actually take over, which happened a long time ago. The whole media enterprise and the movie industry, and so on, and find methods, methods, fantastic methods to put across uh, the propaganda. And it seems to be coming from different sources, so it must be true. But really, it's all from the same agreed-upon agreed source. That's how it's. So it's much, much easier in a democracy for any particular very powerful wealthy group to take over all propaganda, put it across in a slick fashion uh, that appears from many sources, so it must be true. So democracies definitely are weaker and from that point of view. So we have people who use techniques of propaganda in democracies and they're all powerful. It's a powerful aristocracy, and Bernays touched on it too in his various writings on propaganda when he said that the power in the hands of the propagandists, in other words, the manipulators of the, of the mind, basically, who, who use your normal uh, instincts and motivations and they can use them against you. Without you even knowing about it or why you're buying things or doing things or changing your mind. And they have the real power and are so sought, the good ones are really sought after by all the big democracies. Uh, They have whole think tanks staffed with people who are training in this stuff. A long time ago, the nations realized they were caught in a catch 22 situation, a paradox in a sense. One of the main principles of having a nation, a sovereign nation, is the ability to defend itself. That's always abused, and you go on the offensive at different times in your history. But uh, you'll you find, too, that as early as World War I, you knew uh, the cost of war, total war, they call it, was was just too incredibly much for any one nation to, to do on its own, so they formed the various leagues, etc, the League of Nations and the United Nations and NATO and the transatlantic pact and things like that, so to share the burden of the financial cost because the technology was going ahead so quickly, uh, more and more people going into universities and doing engineering and specialization in the sciences, and then they got jobs in the military industrial complex, which was burgeoning from World War one onwards and um, Since then, it's just skyrocketed up and up and up and up. That's why they began pushing for a world government a long time ago, in fact. Because the only way to eliminate war would be to eliminate nation-states. That's what they claimed. And, of course, that's what they've been working on for an awful long time. However, the military-industrial complex, boys, and you find most of those big corporations are actually owned by a handful of big banks. Uh, they also want to rule the world, and there's your dilemma as well. So it's not going to be some happy hands across the sea kind of deal. We're all smiling, all different kinds of people, creeds, and races, and so on. It's to be a, a domination for austerity for all of you and incredible wealth for those who are living way up at the top. And most middle classes will simply be the bureaucratic classes running everything. We're pretty well there today. And we also know, too, since then on, the power of politicians has been plummeting. The real true power, until today, the politicians are really there for the show. They keep the game going and the belief that you have rights and freedoms and so on, or they're standing up for you, when when actually uh, they're not the bosses at all. And they haven't been for an awful long time. But at the end of World World War I, when you see the old, old uh, photographs of them, For the Battle of Mons and different ones You'll see uh, the, the, the empty cartridge cases Whole football fields full of them basically Masses all stacked up high too Huge shells were firing from all their heavy guns and artillery uh, just stacked up, all all used up And each one of them back then cost an awful lot of money uh, to make as well With their special warheads that exploded above the troops and rained down the shrapnel And ball bearings and all the rest of it So it's gone up and up and up World War II came along And then the aircraft really came into its own in a more powerful way and fighters and, and bombers would become obsolete in about a year, basically. And you had to buy new kinds, new types, and so on. So the money into research and development alone could bankrupt you, never mind the actual production of all the machines to keep it all going. Uh, they all came along with the atom bomb, and that made them rethink everything once more. And uh, of course, land armies are still used because the thought of using uh, nuclear weaponry is unthinkable, especially with retaliatory powers that that other nations have today. So you're you're still left with the massive land armies and the the cost of transporting them with their uh, very expensive equipment, updated, scientifically created uh, equipment, uh, and uh, it's phenomenally expensive. So war today basically bankrupts you to start with. As I say, most folk back home in those countries that are sending troops abroad think it's to keep them free and safe, but it's not at all. It will bring in the world order by limiting competition for a world order, for a world government, and you'll be left with the tabs for it all, of course, while those who really want to hang on to power to ensure their own progeny go down through the ages still in command positions will be living like you, you can't imagine today. You really can't imagine. Kings of old couldn't imagine how the wealthy elite can live today. The idea of technique, and I'm talking about many kinds of techniques, things that work. In other words, under a plan, how can you overcome something, make it better, improve something? There are many kinds of techniques, but techniques at one time were meant to serve humanity, but today, of course, they've overcome. Uh, The serving part And they're more interested In fact, the the sole reason for existing Is to further themselves They've taken a life of their own Until we're reduced to statistics, basically Humanity is left out of the equation Human nature, emotions All these things are taken out of the equation altogether Along with that, techniques influence schools of thought Like psychology and psychiatry, etc In fact, they were born out of eugenics in In a sense and how to basically create the perfect societies. Early psychiatrists were quite blatant about their their right to be involved in selecting politicians. They wanted to be, to be involved in all democratic countries. And they'd have the right ultimately to select politicians according to the specific criteria that the politician would fill according to a chart basically. So... Uh, They have many, many reasons. They have political or social reasons for existing outside of that which they pretend to exist, especially when there are big organizations behind them. Many years ago, in fact, I remember reading from the American uh, Psychological Association uh, an article that was published in many universities, in fact, and it, it talked about the future as we were planning it, of course, with their own involvement of psychology and behaviorism, etc., again, techniques that were of manipulating public opinion and public behavior. In fact, that they'd already they could, were implementing at that time. They were implementing them. They worked very well. The movie industry is a big example. All and television and drama of all kinds is a terrific example. But they said that if they could promote uh, what had been up, up till then been the communist agenda. for for mass promiscuity, the end of the family structure because of promiscuity, introduction of abortion which would stabilize the population of the planet, etc. They said that uh, they could achieve their goals. So they they were along the same road uh, in their ideas as the communists were. The articles they published along the lines of promiscuity, advocation, were identical to the Communist Party of America's uh, writings as well. And what they said was that by promiscuity, the fallout from uh, unwanted children would be so great that those who were even against abortion would eventually be turned around to be for it, basically coupled with uh, governmental and economic action to make having children too expensive to have. So it, there are many forces which compel you or manipulate your behavior and you're unaware of them at all times, basically. Again, too, the Psychological Association and the the Communist Parties uh, pushed the idea that democracy was a freedom to do whatever you wanted to do uh, and have no inhibitions whatsoever. And, of course, that really would lead to chaos if left to itself, because all kinds of people would do whatever they wanted to do, and you you couldn't even live with neighbours at all if that was the case. So... But what they are really after was was this uh, uh, destruction of the family unit. Again, the the, the, the idea uh, that Orwell foresaw and Brave New World foresaw a long, long time ago, uh, where the the state would be totally control uh, of all functions, including uh, the raising of children from birth till death, the programming of each individual. That's where they've decided a long time ago that they must go. Uh, and including all the democracies as well, believe it or not. Uh, that democracy is a great handle to use as to introduce various what you think are freedoms. And you ask different people what mean, free, having freedom means to them. One lady said in the US that it meant the right to shop uh, and buy whatever she wanted. Uh, the main definitions, according to individuals, of what freedom actually is the paedophile would it's the freedom to do what they wanted to do with children. So don't ever forget that. Under the guise of giving you more what you think are rights uh, 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 and breaking all the old social taboos, uh, there's a big like, agenda underway. But the Psychological Association did say also. Uh, that uh, uh, by the promotion of uh, explicit sex through movies and everything else, too, and even so-called sexual education in school, which and the real motive of it is to promote uh, experimentation with with even pre-pubertal children, they'd never marry down the road. They'd have many, many partners and be happy with that for the rest of their lives, and that's been pretty successful too. But um, they said that we'd get to a stage eventually, this is back in the 70s I think that that particular publication came out, they said that um, sex would be so plentiful and uh, people would become gluttonous of it that mores would change and men might even, many men would become uninterested in women. And women become disinterested in men to an extent and try all kinds of new sexual, even gender, uh, uh, same gender, sex, etc., as a means of trying to satisfy uh, the various whims of a drive which had been distorted. So you watch all these things come to pass. But the average person thinks it's all to do with choice and freedom And and they don't realise they've been programmed heavily You can't watch any movie today without sex coming into it Even though it's got nothing to do with the actual story whatsoever It's always there until you just kind of yawn and that's what you're meant to do You're becoming jaded in a sense as well, you see Everything in our society is done for a reason Everything Conformity, remember, is on the rise And it's not by accident either Because conformity of opinion Not just dress, mode and behaviour and so on it, it, It's to do with uh, the state The state wants con- people to conform to Whatever it wishes them to conform to Even if it's 180 degrees from it, it, it was before It must conform Because individuality becomes a problem Individuals in the past uh, really were liber- the true libertarians who could think for themselves and didn't get any- anybody's way, to become a problem, but they wouldn't be uh, stood upon and walked over so easily as they are today, in fact. But today it's instant obedience, of course, that the conformity means, and saying the right things, which are politically correct in all conversations, the training of the mind to not to think for itself but to simply adapt to what's the current politically correct attitude to have about any particular topic and that's all pervasive today it's really drummed into them through especially through college universities now and even in early schooling and uh, it prohibits people from from really flourishing and, and becoming individuals as such and thinking for themselves so freedom is really taken away under the guise of liberating people into new attitudes and, uh, that serve the state and the, the state's role in the future as opposed to uh, being there to protect the rights of individuals. Today, under the guise of anti-terrorism, anyone who complains about government policy in any area actually is often classed as anti-government. Which would really mean any opposition party is also anti government if that truly were the case. But people don't think that far. They simply become, a, they react, they respond Pavlovian style to the term. If it's used against them, like a smear word, and they either conform very quickly or they serve the consequences, basically. And uh, that's happening all too frequently today, as society is more totalitarian under the guise, as always, of uh, saving you all. I personally don't see a battle going on between the collective society, the the standardized uh, mass man idea, and the individual. It's not a battle at all, it's a conflict. And uh, it's always to see who's winning and who's losing in the conflict because uh, the power by technique of groups, mass groups, is far more powerful and the financial backing too, coupled with it too, and the propaganda and the lobbying that they can do to get policies put through government, through education, etc. are so incredibly powerful uh, that there really is no, no ability for the individual to completely have a battle with this kind of system at all. And uh, everything it comes down to, say, to the techniques which are used. The social, social work itself is a technique It's created for a purpose, but like all techniques, it must then survive for its own purpose in which it always expands. Because with the expansion of power... Uh, more security sets in with those who are involved in it, who make their living off of it, and whose egos uh, want more and more power. Uh, so that's what they want to expand the powers they already have on charter. That happens all the time, and they do that too by using the other techniques of advertising and study groups and so on, and professional uh, spin merchants. Who can put forward the studies to say that they need more power, more power and rights to take children, or whoever it happens to be, or indoctrinate children in a certain way? And the same thing goes in schools, universities, where the uh, the being a group with the with the common causes and purposes they have their own policies, Uh, they want everyone to be the same and believe in the same things that they all identify with themselves. So you don't have many choices whatsoever at all in this day and age except to live inside your own head. I've said this for years, what do you do? The people will say, they'll ask me, what do you do? Uh, Do you go around evangelizing? And I say, no, be careful what you say to whom because you can destroy your acquaintances very quickly. And especially your relatives who are often perfectly adapted and brainwashed to an extent through accepting all of the reality as it's been presented to them since birth. They've never questioned it and you'll alienate your, them uh, from you and you you will need, you'll need help one day and you'll still need their help and cooperation simply for us to survive. You'll find too that the propagandists of today will label certain past organizations, like Communist, Nazism, and so on, as all the be having all the bad tendencies, so we must go along with these tendencies to create this mass man. But really, when you look at all the policies that all arrive at the same conclusions, they're all following the same course of creating the mass standardized man to serve the state, uh, and be obedient, and follow orders without question. And to have groupthink and and group response So that when an individual speaks up and says something Which is taboo to the indoctrinations uh, They all turn on that person In the old days, you know, not so long ago Up to the 1800s you find in most countries, the US especially uh, That there were no permanent police forces And it's interesting to look at the history of police forces in the US I think there were about eighteen thirty. Uh, a police force came out on the the east coast of the US and uh, and even then it was temporary. Before that you'd have occasional justice of the peace or a sheriff appointed as a temporary thing to deal with a particular problem and um, about 1830 as I say you find uh, uh, that a police force was established. Then the permanent police force was established in Boston uh, about seven years after that after 1830. So anyway Today, it's an institutionalized part of society. And the institution, as always, never stays with its, its, its actually lawful path of what it's designed to do. It expands its powers. Uh, lawyers come into the Act II, another technique of, of law, uh, and they exist to, to serve themselves, basically. And the more power they can get can only come through having more work to do and becoming wealthy. And you can do it by simply creating new types of crimes, expanding the definition of crime and and broadening it uh, all over the place. Until most folk in the U.S. today are locked up for non-violent crimes. With a lot of war on drugs and various other kinds of wars, it's normal now for SWAT teams to invade places with even a rumor coming out that there could be drugs in that home. And, uh, And society again is adapted through entertainment, lots of movies with SWAT teams in them. Uh, and it's a part of routine, and you simply accept it as a natural course. Much easier, isn't it, than the old Soviet system, where, as I say, the propaganda came from the state, there was no conflicting propaganda, and the, the people were rather sceptical. And the KGB, and before that the NKVD, stormed into people's apartment buildings, grabbed somebody and pulled them out in the middle of the night. Uh, The people would stand around in crowds and be very angry initially until it became normalized. And we see the same thing across the Western world. So what I'm saying is your systems are the same by the techniques they all use to have the conformist worker who causes no problem, uh, who belongs to the group at his employment, and works with the group, and doesn't have much of an individual expression whatsoever. This is the ideal citizen to the extent that we've all been trained into. Uh, psychology, behaviorism, these are all parts of different techniques that work towards the same goals, of course, and that's altering you, and they can only be done by creating the mass individual, or, or the masses, I should say. The individual becomes submerged and eventually vanquished. That's the ideal citizen. Police forces. I should just add to that too. Create if you listen to the news every day, and in most places, especially localised news, you'll always get the police report. And police can put these reports out, which creates a, a, a feeling of fear in an area with so many robberies, so many of this and so many of that. But when you take the population at large, even in that area, it's rather large and for crime is pretty low. But the appearance given from the news is this all around you and the streets aren't safe, etc., etc. And, and police demand more powers. This is the nature of groups to begin with, organized groups that become so-called lawful or written into law as a necessity. In reality, choice-making is limited in this particular system in which we live today and it's becoming more and more limited. You have the choice of watching this movie or that movie for instance, yes, but choices in changing the system and bringing back some aspect of humanity into it because technique itself is really non-human, then it's a very difficult thing and almost impossible thing to do. It's rather overwhelming when the system, as I say, is so well-funded and, and, uh, and designed and organized that you don't have the ability to to fight it in any possible way or get your say in and actually do something constructive in a, and bring in some humanity, as I say, into the thing. So your choices are severely limited. You're forced to go along with things in some ways. If you're conscious at all, most folk don't know that they're actually being coerced along the path of, say, the cashless society, or wherever it happens to be, that we're getting pushed upon right now, you're really being coerced into it. And you're coerced into it under the guise that that collectively we have happiness. And people go along with all of these things for the happiness uh, uh, delusion, basically, that never seems to materialize as promised. But... uh, that the idea as if a technique is to get the most productive uh, qualities out of you. It's far better if you believe in something and give your consent to be manipulated rather uh, than than being ordered to. Uh, it's far more productive, more, more work, more happily towards something, uh, a, a future utopia, or even a, a, a temporary hardship to get to a utopia. Than in a, a a realistic fashion, which as I say, it never materialises whatsoever. Remember, World War One was called the Great War uh, after the fact because uh, the propaganda they used for World War One, uh, the globalists, was meant to be the the war to end all wars, a massive sacrifice supposedly to end all wars, but in reality, it was brought up to, about by globalists who wanted a world government which they would rule over and not for the benefit necessarily of, of all humanity at all. And Nothing has really changed in that aspect because with the, the techniques employed of mass manipulations, uh, those who seek power, the psychopathic types, are so far ahead in the game of manipulations that, that, that it's not funny at all. Now remember too that belonging to big groups has advantages in that you can lose yourself you can lose your own critical judgment which can be cumbersome at times if if it scares you the conclusions you might come to individually might scare you so collectively you're given the answers you see of, of a better life to come something better out of it so you lose your individuality you hand it over willingly and that's why we've had such disasters in the past histories of this technique being used on, on nations, and then you end up with dictatorships, etc. We're, we're pretty well there today, in fact, because folks, I say, uh, are, are much happier with all the conflicting and terrifying news they get, uh, the bad news they get about the future, the economy, and everything else, uh, that they're willing to give up themselves collectively uh, just, just for a release from having to think for themselves. If you have what you think is a cause, you see, then it's much easier to to get up in the morning and work and do whatever you have to do to get through the day, because you're also putting energy into what you think is some kind of cause. And I've gone through in previous talks about how uh, those in power don't miss anything or any area of propaganda. And they set up, especially the foundations, they were the first to set up front, front groups that sound so nice and helpful to humanity. But in reality, they become forces that then lobby government on so supposedly the ha- behalf of the people, these NGOs, and demand that laws that the big boys want passed are actually passed, which always tend to restrict our freedoms and get the policies through for sustainability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm sure you're well up on that. And I've, I've done, as I say, many talks before on these particular subjects. And there are other propagandists too, remember, that pretend they are you, or speaking for you. And the the leader in circles getting nowhere, they diffuse a a potential situation by becoming leaders, etc. And people are so happy to follow when the person says the things which uh, they're saying themselves at the bottom level uh there 's an old political ploy as well. Too, they send out the surveyors to find out, do surveys on the public, what they're chatting about, what are the complaints, and they say, "I feel your pain," and they discuss the different topics which you're already discussing. So be very, very careful. You're, you can blare up the garden path, and you always are actually today, unless you retain your individuality. Uh, when you agree with anybody, actually, that becomes a leader of any kind. Or It or, or seems to be a leader uh, Be very careful Because if you give up your individuality You're a follower you, You've lost your identity as an individual to, so, so you have to start from scratch, hopefully And start thinking for yourself Again You can't obviously agree with Any particular person on every single Thing they believe in It's interesting To study The effects of the internet, in fact Because Those who gave us the internet, remember it was the military industrial complex, which used it long before the computer, long before we heard of the internet system, for instance. Uh, They used it all through the Cold War, and uh, eventually gave it to the public. Not because the public would uh, simply uh, use it to go against the existing system in any way, which of course they promoted, thinking that folk could... Uh, because it's a form of communication, uh, but in reality, uh, it's a diffusing mechanism too, because if you're into the forums of all the different uh, so-called freedom fighters and so on, they turn out to be more or less just bitching sessions, and they don't seem to be conscious of the fact that what they're using, in fact, is all scientific technique, uh, and the computer being a product of that in the first place, the very programs that they're given and so on, and they know, and they're told constantly so they'll accept it and acquiesce to it to give all their data up on the internet all the time they do it voluntarily once again they consent to it because they have payoffs uh, and they're being studied and monitored and personality profiled and updated and so on with any changes they do Uh, but they still think that's that's what they have to lose in order to to be free it's interesting that all your freedoms you give up including all the thoughts in your head yeah, and the basic you, the spiritual you, you might say, everything that comprises you, you give up in order to, to use the net in the first place. And their forums end up being, as I say, simply safety valves or bitching sessions as they collectively, as a group again, uh, go into the same little format. Like a hobby, you might say. And that's really what it is. And this is well understood by those who gave you the computer to begin with. But with all the electronic communications today and the storage of it all, uh, they have tremendous data on every single one of us. Even the cops don't have to go into a person's employment now looking for them to arrest them or whatever. They know where they'll be at any time of the day. Uh, things like that. So they seem to be more unobtrusive uh, in, in arrests, etc. So the, uh, when things become this, this way, people forget the kind of system they 're truly living within everything really comes down to perception management perception management can never be underestimated it 's tremendous it 's how your reality is given to you, not real truths and all the truths on any particular topic, but selected facts uh, and distorted facts, etc and you 're told how to perceive them by authority type figures and people you almost worship sometimes. So be very, very careful of, of what you what you follow. Um, never lose yourself in the process. That's all you have, is yourself. Now I'd like to mention too, that you can, and you can always remember As so I hope, that I don't sit here with the brandy glass, a smoking jacket on, and have my feet up all day long. I put a lot of Work into what I do I try to make it as simple as possible For you to understand uh, Because there's many complicated uh, complicated topics That I go into And I try to get through to as as big an audience as I can And you can certainly help me out too By supporting me financially uh, And even a dollar or whatever Once in a while would certainly help Because many thousands of folk Listen to me constantly And folk even use the material Use it in their books So it would help if you remember that, no, I'm not independently wealthy and I have incredible costs here, in fact, and everything that breaks down here is a major crisis, trying to pay for something to be done. And even when you're doing it on the cheap and doing it yourself, like even putting in a new pump uh, in a well outside, things like that come along and I really have to struggle to, to get through. So it would help me. If, and uh, to even do more work, far more work If you could certainly, uh, once in a while Remember where you're getting the information from And believe you me, talk show host And a and lot of other people use this material That I come out with all the time So I'd be very, very happy to, to hear from you And I hope you're doing well enough As we go into austerity As we are adapting to austerity And everything's going up in price And we're being taught To simply adapt, adapt, adapt And change your habits of eating and everything else And having less protein Because it's so unaffordable, etc And on and on it goes So anyway, I should uh, really finish up for tonight And get on with other work I have to do to survive here So from Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada This good night And may your God or your God's go with you